And you are listening to 94.1 FM KPFA here in Berkeley and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KSCF in Fresno and online at kpfa.org. The time is now 3 p.m. Stay tuned for Open Book, the Poet to Poet series. Welcome to Open Book, the Poet to Poet series. I'm your host, Nina Serrano. Well, today's program is pretty funny. In fact, it's called Comic Poetry, and it'll feature the poetry of Erica Bridgman, Garrett Murphy, and Eva Schlesinger. And I have a wonderful guest with me who's pretty funny himself, Jack Foley. But you'll be hearing from him in just a little while. But before we get going with all this good times here, I want to tell you about the handsome t-shirt you could be wearing on this beautiful sunny day. A KPFA unisex t-shirt with the KPFA logo. Logo, let everybody know where you stand. And if you're going on a picnic, what do you need? You need a canvas tote, a KPFA canvas tote. The canvas tote can be yours for a subscription of $90 to KPFA and the t-shirt for $60 and both for $140 and we throw in the KPFA bumper sticker. What a vision you will be decked out as KPFA. Let everybody know where your heart is and where your ears are because if you're listening, that means you're a radio person and you like KPFA. The number to call to get these wonderful things is 510-848-5732, 848-5732, or outside the Bay Area, 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-439-5732. So light up the lights. We're waiting for your phone calls, but in the meantime, try this out for a laugh. Parking lot, a tribute to my 95 Honda Civic. This time, she didn't care. This time, she was going to be shameless and do it in the store's parking lot. As she settled herself in the driver's seat, she reached over and brought the box with the cream puff, the size of two small donuts and an inch of filling, to her lap where she used a longish nail on her middle finger to scrape off the label that sealed the box. Yes. Oh my God, yes. As she pulled apart the top lid from the bottom, she saw how the powdered sugar was sprinkled over the puff, alerting her to the fact that if she carried out this act of personal comfort, this counter-assault on all the day's dreariness that had overcome her and had pushed her to this moment, 
that the front of her shirt and lap, as well as the car seat, would undoubtedly be covered in white powder. <sighs> Whatever. All she could think of was the sweet taste of cream and the firmness of the puff in her mouth. She was committed, regardless if this act of reptilian reactivity would leave her looking like a two-year-old in Grandmama's kitchen. Thus came the first delectably satisfying bite, then another and another. In lieu of the fact that she couldn't remember the last time her hands were washed, the thought did cross her mind that she might have at least gone back into the store to get a towelette that they provided customers for sanitary purposes when handling shopping carts. But it was too late. The top of her index finger was already covered in whipped moistness and had turned into an airplane heading for landing. Occasionally, she looked around casually just to make sure she was solo, that no one had stopped loading heavy brown bags into the back of their hatchbacks to stare at her like an exhibition at the city's zoo, thinking that she was truly in her own self-indulgent world. She went for the gusto and lifted the bottom puff to her mouth and had taken a beautiful bite when she heard someone behind her car call out, Hey, miss, in the red Honda, can I interest you in some body work for those dents on the side of your car? Internally lit on fire, but externally remaining composed, she shook her head no and turned her face a 180 degrees from the voice in the silver pickup. You just heard poet Erica Bridgman. The next poet is Garrett Murphy, well known for his satiric poetry about politics and human nature. Presser rule book. Attention! If you are reading this or hearing this, you have no doubt purchased the Oppressor Rulebook. Rest assured our aim is to take you to read commandments in this manual to make you achieve all your efforts worth for your investment. We shall begin the reading of the commandments which are as follows. Oppressors to pick kudos from the ones they oppress. Oppressors feel good by making others feel bad. Oppressors pick symbols as easy targets instead of going after the actual culprits. Oppressors believe that they are the soul of existence. Oppressors believe that only they can be right and are shocked that others can possibly think for themselves. Oppressors always believe that they are perfect, so how dare we oppose them? The oppressors' favorite hiding places are tradition, popular opinion, authority, poll numbers, and sound bites. Oppressors never believe that their actions are wrong. Oppressors never believe they can never be wrong. That is what makes them oppressors. Warning! Some oppressors believe they can never be oppressors simply because the institutions make that impossible. On the contrary, you don't have to be a race to be an oppressor. You don't have to be a gender to be an oppressor. You don't have to be an economic state to be an oppressor. Don't have to be a hierarchy to be an oppressor. Don't have to be a religion to be an oppressor. Or ideology, size, nationality, or any other demo to be an oppressor. You just have to oppress to be an oppressor. 
and not even over 24 hours to be an oppressor. And you sure can't be born an oppressor. For oppression is action plus intention, not accident of birth. Oppression is oppression is oppression is oppression. Therefore, you too can be an oppressor. And now the replies from the makers and readers of this book, what do you have to say? No, poppycock, preposterous, erroneous, I do it because I love you. Baloney, I didn't do anything wrong. Dear lit, it's your fault, your problem. Get rid of the program, go with the flow because I said so. Rebecca, you're jealous, just jealous, it's all you in your mind. You'll thank me for it someday. Obey authority, my way on the highway. Do as I say, never mind what I do. It's your destiny, it's genetic, in your fate. You just made it up, made it up, made it up. Well, what can you expect from a perpetrator but a typical oppressor line? That concludes this reading of the oppressor rule book. See, never for more options. we go for only the multi-multi-zillion time ever, we bring you the great discovery of privatization. Yes, privatization. The world's greatest discovery of all time. Better than a wheel. Better than learning to read. Than altruism. Than the discovery of fire. Than the entry into space. And especially in even democracy itself. Privatization enables you to acquire all you can own for your exclusively optional use. Your booty is not just in good hands, it's in your good hands. So three cheers for the ability to privatize. Sing praises for the ability to possess. And should others object, well, it is your property. You can toss them out on the slightest whims or better yet, not even allow them in the first place. Your private sector is yours and yours alone to decide who goes in and who goes out. Or not at all. The next best thing to your very own kingdom, and it can be built into almighty an empire. And remember, just remember, Woolworths was also a private domain. is in need of so many a thing the times they are awaiting and they're crucial to boot. Our survival as we know it is open to question yet the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar and the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar and the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar and the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. The bullies have been turned into the heroes of the world. McCarthy has come to it. This is treason. A crisis has been struck and leadership is sore needed but the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar and the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar and the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. And the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. The genocide of maniacs now have a field day. Respondents have because they feel them nothing left to lose. Those who claim they're for the victims of oppressors instead. For the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. And the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. And the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. And the nuts are in charge of the cookie jar. Now, if you see the profilers out licking their chops of all the dark hue and non-Christians on the menu and you say it's okay to the tannin come in, then you must be a nut in the cookie jar. Yeah, you must be a nut in the cookie jar. And you must be a nut in the cookie jar. And you must be a nut in the cookie jar. You just heard Garrett Murphy reading his satiric poems.
The closing poet is Eva Schlesinger. Her whimsical style never fails to bring me smiles. A buzz. Talk was a buzz today as a Mr. Bumble was captured without struggle in what could have been a major sting operation. When brought in for questioning and asked to explain his reasons for violating personal space, he shouted, None of your beeswax! The striped intruder was apprehended mid-morning as he sauntered in through an open window and tap-danced on the pane. We put him in solitary confinement to observe his behavior, Officer Hornet droned, and later released him. Punishment involves an hour of community service with the worker bees. a napkin collection stolen from cafes across America. Napkins are her souvenirs, not postcards, not silver charms, trinkets, or doodads. She has a napkin from a Pennsylvania Dutch pretzel factory, one from the Bronx Zoo, the aquarium, and several she airlifted from the Lebanese restaurant in Mystic. At the grinder store on Bank Street, she plucked napkins from the dispenser while her brother texted his wife on his Blackberry. Every so often, he'd look up and say, stop. In between stops, he'd say, I do this too, the napkin stealing. He told her he had hundreds. She didn't believe him. Months later, when he spilled coffee all over his keyboard at work, he popped open the gold snaps to his leather briefcase and retrieved his napkins. First, he snapped a photo with his Blackberry and sent her an email so she could see for herself. He was always the best. The firstborn, straight-A student, award-winning journalist, and now he held the title for most napkins stolen. She traveled to Alaska with her supply of napkins. They had been at the bottom of her green batik shoulder bag, but she crammed them in her maroon handbag's outside pocket. Some spilled over the top, peeking out. They had a room with a view, a free ride on a boat, plane, train, and the chance to see wildlife up close. His napkins stayed stuffed in a briefcase. They were claustrophobic. He was too. Object of Desire How and 
Wen met at which health club? Wen was dangling a participle from her right ear. A misplaced modifier covered her waist. Her period was about to start. Hao said, "Hi, how are you?" Wen said, "You are Hao." Hao said, "Right." Wen left. See you whenever. Hao said mournfully. She really, really liked Wen. Wen turned her on, but Wen had other intentions. She wanted to be diagrammed. Was she active, passive? A rhetorical question. She knew her past was not perfect or pluperfect. She placed an adverb to meet diverse interrogatives. She met to what extent, how often, and where. To what extent excited her and left her uncertain of how much she needed or wanted. Next, she tried to conjugate with how often, who declined. Just as well, when moaned, how often reminded me of how, who didn't ask for much. She simply asked, "How are you?" How often would have been too often. How often can embrace to what extent? For all I care. When sought refuge in where? Who walked around in underwear? Where do where she was? Not where anyone else was. But she didn't know where she was without the H. Without the H, she couldn't be here or where. What passed her on a dark street? Hey, baby. What crowed, winking in a what kind of way? When paused, then continued. She didn't want to investigate yet another interrogate. She wanted an inmate to imprison her in a life sentence, a commitment that didn't start or end with her period. Secretly, she wanted how. You just heard Eva Schlesinger, and before that Garrett Murphy, and before that Erica Bridgman, and all these wonderful musical selections were made by Jill Montgomery. And this is Nina Serrano at KPFA on Open Book Poet to Poet, and my guest today, right here in the studio, is Jack Foley. Well, he too is a comic poet. Welcome, Jack. Oh, thank you, Nina. I'm sometimes wrong here in the studio, but I, I do what I can.、Um, let me give the numbers before we give anything else, because it's been a while. We have a couple of people who've been on, and, and now no one's on the line. We want a few people. Five ten eight four eight five seven three two five ten eight four eight KPFA, or one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine. Hey K or one eight hundred Hey KPFA. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Five ten eight four eight five seven three two five ten eight four eight KPFA or one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two one eight hundred Hey KPFA. And we have premiums. We have the KPFA unisex T-shirt. Anybody can wear it.、Uh, any of the three or four is it six? Sixes can wear that one. It's for sixty dollars, and they have. Ranging from small to extra large, extra extra large, extra extra large, XXL.
and that's sixty dollars and that's a wonderful thing you can advertise kpfa for us and have something to wear at the same time and in addition a kpfa canvas tote we have that that's a ninety dollar pledge and that's a wonderful thing too especially these days where you go into the supermarket and you realize you don't have a bag and you need one and they don't you know give you the bag they sell you a bag but they won't give you one anymore so the the kpfa canvas tote is a wonderful help for that again the numbers 510-848-5732 510-848-KPFA 1-800-439-5732 1-800-HEY-KPFA and I've got a couple of poems here um are you going to continue in the comic vein? I hope so. Uh, or in some vein. <laughs> how vain it will be. Um, this poem is called, and it's perhaps appropriate, it's called The Poet's Tango. Nobody reads me. I'm not published enough. My work is magnificent. Three steps to the right turn. Nobody reviews me. Nobody buys my books. If only I reviewed, I could be famous. Three steps back, turn. If only I were on the radio or on the television or if someone would make a movie of my life, then three more steps to the right, turn. Someone would buy my books. Someone would review me. They'd know. Three steps back, turn. How magnificent my mind is. What a major poet I am. How my work will be read hundreds of years from now, though. Three steps to the right turn. Now, nobody is reading me. There will be books about me. I am great. Three steps back turn. My ex-wives will be famous. My children will be famous. My ancestors will light up in their tombs only. Three steps to the right turn. Nobody reads me at the moment. Why can't I be famous while I'm still around? I tell them. Sometimes I publish under the pseudonym John Ashbery. Three steps back. Turn. That's the poet's tango. Um, I have another one, which is a famous poem. Well, before you read that poem, let me give the numbers again. Good idea. Did Jack's poem make you smile? Did any of the poems you heard this afternoon make you smile? Yes, I bet they did. So thank us. And that is by calling 510-848-5732 and donate to KPFA. Either $60, where you'll get the thank you gift of the unisex T-shirt from size small to extra, extra large all the way through, or the KPFA canvas tote for 90 or the two of them for 140 and we'll throw in the KPFA bumper sticker. You'll be a complete KPFA listener. Here are the numbers to call. 510-848-5732, 848-5732, or 1-800-439-5732. The lights aren't lighting up. We need a little bit of light here, a little red light from your phone call because the phone volunteers are waiting for your call. It will make us smile. It will certainly do something for us here, and it will do something for KPFA. And one of the things I always tell people is if you go through a day, just take any day, KPFA listener, And don't listen to KPFA that day. See how much you miss. 
This is one of the kinds of crazy things. These are all local poets that Nina has found. So we are a community active station. We're a station that finds people who are around to read. And that's a wonderful thing. We have connections with the community. Most stations do not have that. We have connections with you. But you need to make a connection with us. You need to help us stay on the air. And the way we stay on the air is by paying our bills. You need to help us pay our bills. 510-848-5732. 510-848-KPFA or 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-HEY-KPFA. We know there are people out there, lots of them, who have been listening to KPFA for years but who have never pledged, who have never become members of KPFA. And we can use that. We can use your input in every way. We respond when you call us up and tell us things, but we need to stay on the air in order to do that. You can also donate online, www.kpfa.org, and you can do that quickly and securely. I'll give you the number again, and then you can hear Jack's... Oh, there's a listener. Thank you so much. Won't you join that listener? 510-848-5732. 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. 1-800-439-5732. Give that listener some community. Give that listener a few people with him or her. Join up. We need you. And you need us, too. Again, the number is 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA, 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. I'm going to read a famous poem, um, a parody poem. Uh, those of you who know something about T.S. Eliot, and this is an extraordinary parody. Um, Eliot wrote, Burnt Norton. This poem by Henry Reed. It's called Chard Whitlow. As we get older, we do not get any younger. Seasons return, and today I am 55. And this time last year, I was 54. And this time next year, I shall be 62. And I cannot say I should like to speak for myself, to see my time over again, if you can call it time, fidgeting uneasily under a drafty stare or counting sleepless nights in the crowded tube. There are certain precautions, none of them very reliable, against the blast from bombs and the flying splinter but not against the blast from heaven. Vento vei venti. The wind within a wind unable to speak for wind. And the frigid burnings of purgatory will not be touched by any emolument. I think you will find this put better than ever I could hope to express it. In the words of karma, it is, we believe, idle to hope that the simple stirrup pump will extinguish hell. Certainly true. Oh, listeners, and you especially who have turned off the wireless and sit in Stoke or Bazin Stoke, listening appreciatively to the silence, which is also the silence of hell. Pray not for yourselves, but for your souls. And pray for me also, under the drafty stare. As we get older, we do not get any younger. And pray for karma. Under the holy mountain. 
That's a send-up of T.S. Eliot, much and richly deserved. That should get at least one listener to call us, 510-848-5732, 510-848-KPFA, or 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA. You've heard a whole bunch of poets tangoing, dancing around for you in your earlobes. How about coming back at us with a few words of your own, and we need you. Just think how good you're going to look in that KPFA T-shirt for $60 or carrying that canvas tote for $90, and you could be styling 1-800-439-5732, and you'd be a fashionista. We'll throw in the KPFA bumper sticker, and your car will match your outfit. Absolutely. What a fantastic idea. Nina, why don't we say the numbers together? 510-848-5732. Well, where's the red light? We've done our part. Now you do yours. Call. 848-5732 and 510 or 1-800-439-5732 and have a wonderful afternoon. Uh.